We are here on SEN Tassie Breakfast for a Monday morning and a man that's just had a really low profile the last couple of days, uh, <laughs> not busy at all, is David O'Byrne, formerly of the Labor Party, now independent. G'day, Obi. Uh, g'day, Breno. How are you, mate? I'm well. How are you, more to the point? You've had a busy couple of days. Yeah, it's been, it's been, a, big, uh, it's been a big 24 hours, I suppose, in terms of the, the public conversation. I was, this is something that, that I've been sort of considering. Once um, I found out that the party weren't going to pre-select me in December of last year, everyone said, well, what are you going to do? And my view was you never make life-changing decisions in December. You're tired at the end of the year, have a break over Christmas, talk to family, friends, you know, and being a politician, you talk to people in your community. Uh, and over that period, I've worked through that process and um, I've come to the point that if I want to continue to make a difference and continue to work hard and do the job that I'm really passionate about, the only option for me was to go independent. And, uh, and I made that call and we announced it yesterday. How do you feel sitting here then? You're, you, you know, as long as I've known you, Labor through and through. Yep. You're not anymore. How do you feel about that? I'm, I'm Labor, mate. I, that's my values. Uh, the reason why, I mean, the Labor Party doesn't act in isolation of the motivations of people who are members of it. Um, people join parties, they join politics because they want to make a difference because their values and their vocation or their passion is trying to make a difference. My life, it's always been about the Labor movement and that's my for want of a better way to describe it, theory of change. You work with other people, you build, you know, you build coalitions, you build change, you build momentum, and in a party sense, you can you can form government and make um, make big change. Um, Rebecca and the party have made the decision that they don't want me a part of of, of their state team. I've respected that, I accept it, um, but that doesn't change my values. I still have Labor values. I still feel passionately about what I do. As, I, as I've said um, time and time again on your show and others, that good governments deliver good services, health, education, housing, a public transport system that gets people around uh, Hobart, for example, but also delivers on big economic opportunities like obviously our footy team and the facilities that that football team requires and what that facility, well, one facility in particular, the stadium, will do for the economy of Tasmania. So... Those things haven't changed. That's traditional Labor values as far as I'm concerned. We'll get to that in a minute, the stadium and the High Performance Centre, etc. But you said that the Labor team made that decision. Your sister's part of that team, Michelle, of course. And just on Rebecca White, how is your relationship with her now, your professional relationship, given everything that's gone on? Oh, well, I, I, I don't hold any ill will. Politics is politics. She's made the, the call. She's the leader. Um, of the Labor Party. She's made that decision uh, and uh, uh, she has to accept the consequences of that decision. Uh, I, the the, I don't wish anyone ill. Um, life's too short to, to, to feel that way. I'm disappointed in the decision, but I've accepted it. So I'm sad about what could have been and for the loss of what could have been in my view, but I'm very excited about what I can do as an independent. I've shown already in the last uh, 18 months, two years, that as someone sitting on the crossbench that I can affect change. I'm the only independent member in the lower house in the last, I think, 40 years that's got a bill of par- bill through both houses of parliament unanimously on, on a public housing issue. So I think I've demonstrated I can make change. I think I've got the capacity to be an honest broker. Uh, and uh, op- But also, I'm not going to assume that I'm going to get elected. Being an independent in a Hare Clark voting system is very difficult. Uh, and uh, it, it rarely happens. So I don't underestimate the job in front of me. Um, I'm going to work hard. And if I'm elected, if I'm lucky enough to get elected, I'll be, I think, a bit of a mature, steady hand uh, in the parliament. Do you think there will be ramifications for Labor given they've made this decision? You are a very popular 
uh, politician. Um, do you expect there to be? Is any pol- well, politician popular? Yeah. <laughs> With some people, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it's, it's um, every party makes a decision. Um, every individual in pol- political life, either on policy or whatever, makes a decision and then there are consequences, good and bad. And so ultimately, I can't predict what, what that means for Labor. It's a matter for them. All I can control is what I can control. I feel passionate about the people I work with in the community. The Neighbourhood House Network around the Cedar Franklin is made up of wonderful, beautiful people that need support and help and I'm, and I'm there for them. Uh, and there's a whole lot of issues that need to be resolved and they need someone to take that fight up to the government, and I'm pretty keen to do that. How soon will we go to an election, in your mind? Well, obviously it's not due till next year, but given the events of the last sort of uh, week or so with the letter from the Premier to the two former Liberals, um, it's ramped up a bit. And, and I think, to be honest, he's right to, to say, look, I need some certainty. I think uh, when you're elected by a party and then you accept the votes, you get elected and then you walk away from the party. I think it's a bit rich to, to say that you are a genuine independent when arguably you're there. Obviously, there's a reason why they've left and that's a matter for the Liberal Party and that's a matter for their organisation about how they manage people. Uh, but I think uh, the Premier has every right to say, well, look, we want to provide a stable parliament environment. These are the conditions under which I think we need to work forward. It's up to you whether you say yes or no. I, if the I, I don't, I'm not privy to their relationship and how they've been meeting and, and discussions. I don't have any insight into that. But if they're not willing, if they're willing to go out every week and ramp up and have a crack and say, well, if you don't do this, we're going to do this. Well, that's not stable for Tasmania. That's not stable for anyone. And I don't think that's a mature way to deal with what are very serious matters that we're dealing with in Parliament. So I would say, if they're not able to to come to a resolution, we'll be in an election very soon. Don't is it reasonable what they did, John Tucker and Lara Alexander? They were voted in as Liberal people and you're allowed to just become independents halfway through a term. Is that, is that a reasonable thing to do in your mind? Well, ultimately, I don't know the full reasons why uh, they left the Liberal Party. So I should have said, is it should you be able to do that if you voted in as a Liberal person? Well, I think at the end of the day, um, uh, the democracy is first. People vote for people um, and uh, they represent themselves as a member of the party and it's up to the people to judge whether at the end of their term, because people, individuals are elected and essentially democracy came first and parties came second. So uh, whether it's reasonable or not, the people will judge that at the next election. And so if Lara and John run, and I think they will run at the next election, the people will make a judgment about whether they've done the right or wrong thing. That's how democracy works and they need to accept the, the result of that. Uh, it's not an. It's not an often. It doesn't happen often. Obviously, people walking away from parties. That's why I think what, like in the last two years, being on the crossbench, I've not voted against the Labor Party once. I've abstained on a couple of votes because I didn't agree with their position, but people would have voted for me in twenty twenty one, assuming I would be a part of the Labor PLP caucus, and so I didn't want to um, disrespect that vote and then all of a sudden pretend I was an in, I was voted on independent on numbers because I wasn't. So we are where we are now. Um, I'm not a part of the, the Labor team anymore, um, but I am a local member of parliament. I feel passionately about the future of Tasmania and I'm going to put myself forward and hopefully if I get elected, I'll be elected as an independent, not as a, as a Labor independent, as an independent and I'll respect that vote. David O'Burns, our guest here on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. If you are Labor, and we know you're not anymore, um, <laughs> uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Just independent, mate. That's, you're independent. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, how do you tackle the stadium? I mean, they're going to have to have 
some form of decision on which way they're going to go with this. They've, they've sort of formally, uh, informally backed it, I suppose, through the project to say significance. But when it comes to election time, what is their messaging going to be? Uh, well, that's a matter for them. I, I can't tell them how to how to um, explain their position because. Uh, I think they're confused on it. I don't think – I think they're trying to play both sides of the street, which is I just think really unfortunate for such a, a good opportunity for Tasmania. I think um, uh, they haven't supported the – I mean, they've been very clear. They haven't supported the stadium. They've supported a process to assess it. That, they're two very different things. Uh, I think if, if the election is called within, within a week or two and we're heading to March uh, for an, a March election, people need to know very clearly – if we vote for you or if we vote for your party, uh, are you for it or against it? Uh, and it doesn't mean that you're for um, uh, the government's plan or position in terms of the design for Mac 1. It's actually are you for a facility in that area that will deliver an AFL club that we can be proud of and sets it up for success, but also a facility that can bring significant dollars to Tasmania, not only in terms of construction, but for conferences and events and and all the shows that, that we know that we have to get on a plane to go and watch. We can bring them down here. But also the conference market will be ma- massive. You look at the Adelaide Oval, plenty of conferences there, bringing lots of money into the Adelaide Oval. I had a mate um, in, who lived in Adelaide, a big fan of Footy Park out in the suburbs, was angry about the money on uh, Adelaide Oval. Uh, now he's arguing that they didn't spend enough money <laughs> on the bridge from the river, uh, from the city across the river. Oh, it needs to be more money. So hang on, you know. Yeah. So once people will see what it delivers, the noise of, of where we are now will, will, will slowly wash away. Just a quick text in here on the Harcourt's open line. Congrats on becoming an independent, David. It's incredibly frustrating. The Labor Party want to play politics with the stadium. They just don't do themselves any favours at all. It's too important an opportunity for us Tasmanians to let slip. Good luck moving forward. That's from Flash in Latrobe. Thanks for your text this morning, Flash. Hey, uh, we've got to talk some footy really quickly because we'll Absolutely. get to the, another break. But uh, congratulations on your appointment as SFL president. Two more years? Yep, two more years. Yeah. At least? At le- well, <laughs> I, I'm just I, – I love it. It's been brilliant. I mean, we've got a great executive team. Um, the the old fox himself, Russell Young, still <laughs> still um, banging around, and he uh, uh, and he and I and, and the executive team are very passionate. We've got a great uh, bunch of uh, presidents uh, who are working really hard in their clubs to put the best product on the field uh, week in week out, but also be good um, hearts of their community. I mean, you look at our clubs uh, in in virtually every situation that I've seen and I've, and I've visited all the clubs, they really are the heart and soul of their community and they bring people together, they support people in the community. So I'm very proud of our of our clubs and obviously with Hobart being able to get over the hurdle um, of, of fielding two teams has been, you know, that's been a real shot in the arm for the league. Uh, you know, look, we're not without our challenges. There's a whole lot of competitive um, time constraints on people these days, whether they can play and volunteer. But I'm really confident that we're going to have a cracking year and it's going to be a massive year leading into uh, the new revamped uh, football in 2025. We'll have to get you back in and have a real good go yeah, at footy absolutely. because obviously politics is the uh, the main talking point today. It's your fault. You came out yesterday and did the interview. Yeah, so I apologise. Get yourself to I should, for that. should have got the timing <laughs> right, mate. Sorry. But now we'll get you back in properly talk because I love to talk about Hobart Footy Club and, yep. and Brighton, of course, coming into the, the big league next year as well. So a lot to talk about, but thanks for your time this morning and good luck with everything moving forward. Yep, thanks, mate. All the best. David O'Byrne joining us. Independent Member of Parliament now here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We're off to our final final break of the hour coming back to wrap it up next here on SEN Tassie.